When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Eco Chic. My name is Laura Diaz. It is really nice to have you here today. If you're interested in sustainability, if you've been in this eco-conscious lifestyle space for a little while, you probably already appreciate shopping secondhand. You probably are already a thrifter in some capacity. Today's episode is hopefully taking us to the next level, so thrifting for things we wouldn't normally think of, really expanding our definition of shopping secondhand or expanding our mindset as conscious consumers when we're thinking about what we're shopping for. Now, I'm sure you've heard it before, but I'll say it again here. The most sustainable option is the one you already own. And this goes for most things. This is around clothing, around furniture, around your hobbies, around any stuff. The most sustainable option is the one that you already own. It sounds easy when I say it like that. It sounds like something that we all are thinking is a no-brainer, but it's kind of a slippery slope, especially when you're entering the sustainability space. There is some pressure, or maybe you're just interested in buying more quote-unquote sustainable stuff for that lifestyle. So for example, if you have some plastic Tupperware containers in your house, maybe you wanna swap them out for glass containers or you want some really aesthetic mason jars to hold all of your new bulk supplies that you've started acquiring. The most sustainable option is just using what you have for as long as you can. So that means making the most, really expanding the lifespans, I suppose, of the plastic Tupperwares you already have or insert whatever little plastic item you wanna replace in that sentence. And then on the flip side, once you do start shopping secondhand, there's kind of this slippery slope of not curbing our consumer spending habits. So you're still buying the same amount of stuff, but you're just choosing to buy secondhand or choosing to buy from sustainable brands, whatever it may be for you. So ultimately the goal of conscious consumerism, wherever you are on the spectrum, is to make the most of what you have. It's not always buying more. It's not always buying quote unquote better. It's really thinking more deeply about the stuff that you have and thinking more deeply about how you can shop better. To borrow a theme from the slow fashion movement, it's not so much about where you shop, it's about how you shop. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to check out the show notes of today's episode. Down there, you'll find a link to our bi-weekly newsletter so you can get all things sustainability, all things eco chic straight to your inbox every other Tuesday. And if you found this episode helpful, if you found the show helpful, make sure that you are rating and reviewing wherever you're listening to the show and double check that you're subscribed. Now let's talk shopping secondhand. Let's talk thrifting and how we are leveling up our thrifting. When we talk about conscious consumption and we talk about shopping secondhand, I feel like the low-hanging fruit, the obvious space where you're looking for secondhand things, is clothing. The easiest place, I believe, to start thrifting for clothing, if you're not familiar with it, if you're not comfortable going into a thrift store and finding things on your own, is looking on the thrifting apps. So apps like Poshmark, apps like Depop, The Real Real. In my opinion, the apps are the easiest way to start thrifting in today's day and age because you can sort by brands that you already know. You can sort by brands where you already know your sizing, maybe you're looking for a specific item. It is so much easier to start shopping secondhand if you know what you're looking for. 
Now, in the clothing department, where I believe we can all probably level up, and this is a note for myself, is considering things like jewelry and accessories, the things that you're using to elevate the outfits that you already have and love. So belts, necklaces, things like that. The one accessory that I absolutely refuse to buy new is designer sunglasses, and I love designer sunglasses. I'll link in the show notes a story if you're curious about the details, but the short version of why I refuse to buy designer sunglasses is that basically all major designer sunglasses are licensing deals. There's one big French company that owns the vast, vast majority of glasses production around the world. So whatever brand of sunglasses you're buying does not necessarily have better quality than other brands. So the Vogue brand eyewear is made in the same factory as like Chanel brand eyewear. I think sunglasses is an easy place to consider this because you're not dealing with a prescription. Of course, that's a whole different ballpark when you need something tailored, obviously, to your eyes, to your body. But if you're just looking for something that's an accessory that you're going to love and really enjoy, this is a great place to think about shopping secondhand. There's a trend I'm seeing right now on TikTok that I really love, and it's like outfit of the day, girls wearing different outfits, and the trend is wearing your clothes versus styling your clothes, and I feel like that's such a good mindset to go into thrifting with. Maybe you already have clothes that you really enjoy, but you want that little like dopamine hit of thrifting something, or you want to be able to level up the outfits that you already have. Jewelry and styling is going to be the next step for us. The next secondhand category that I want us to talk about today is furniture. When you're moving, you realize how expensive everything home-related is. So couches, rugs, these are all great things to find secondhand, even if just for the sake of saving money. And very often, because these pieces of secondhand furniture are being sold at a discount, most likely, you're getting a better deal on a higher quality item. So if you're already planning on spending X amount of dollars on new furniture, either you can buy a fast furniture piece or you can spend that same amount of money on a secondhand piece that is better quality that might last you a little bit longer. Now, I have to acknowledge that it's kind of a privilege to shop for furniture secondhand. It's really easy to feel pressured to purchase fast furniture for the sake of efficiency and for its low cost. I've done an episode on fast furniture before, and it's one of my favorite kind of under-discussed sustainability topics, so I can link that episode in the show notes. But fast furniture is essentially furniture that's made with inexpensive materials, so it can be sold for low cost. It's meant to be disposable furniture, kind of similar to fast fashion. This is furniture from places like Ikea or Wayfair, places that we shop because they are lower cost also end up being lower quality. That's not always necessarily bad. You can find some of these items secondhand as well, but there are a lot of options if you give yourself a little bit of time to source or if you're afforded the time to source secondhand furniture. Quick break to tell you about Babbel. The best way to learn a language is through immersion, living where the language is spoken natively and using it every single day, but that's not possible for everyone. So the second best way to learn a language is Babbel, because with Babbel, you can start speaking a new language in just three weeks. Maybe traveling this summer and you want to be able to speak like a local, or maybe you just have learn a new language on your bucket list. Instead of paying hundreds of dollars for a private tutor or fooling yourself with language apps that are little more than just games, Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start learning a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel is designed by real people for real conversations. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching. I think the conversation-based teaching method of Babbel programs is so, so valuable. 
I've found when I have taken language classes in the past, it doesn't always translate to the real world. I took French classes throughout my schooling. I really, really loved it. But then I realized when I was put to the test after the classes were over, I just didn't know how to do things like ask for directions, talk to a local merchant, just do normal everyday things without having to consult language apps while I'm on vacation. It just gets better. This is super cool. Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. Over 10 million subscriptions sold, Babbel is real language learning for real conversations. Here is a special limited time deal for our listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash eco chic. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash eco chic, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash eco chic. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'll have it in the show notes. Now, I think those furniture purchases are the automatic secondhand thought, like I mentioned, the couches, the rugs, maybe your dresser, but where I'd encourage us to kind of level up the way that we think about thrifting and shopping secondhand in the furniture category is for things like decor. Decor specifically, I'm thinking of frames. Frames can be extremely expensive. One of my favorite projects in my current home has been finding pieces at secondhand stores, like art pieces at a Goodwill or at an ARC. And oftentimes people will just fully donate art that's been matted in really nice frames, sometimes professionally. The trick here is that you have to stop shopping for the art because honestly, who cares what's inside? What we're looking for is the frames themselves, the mats and colors that we like. So when you do have the frame you have, you can fill the inside with posters. Maybe you already have art that needs a frame. I personally have found that it's easiest to be flexible here. So finding the frame first and then figuring out what art you want inside. That way you're not restricted on sizes when you're shopping secondhand. I've gotten really lucky with two sets of paired frames. So like four frames in total that I've really loved the frame and the matting itself. And then I've just had open source art printed on posters from a local print shop. And everyone's always really impressed because they're like these really big, beautiful, nice frames. And then the art is personal to me. It's things that I've really admired for a long time or campaigns that I've really liked. I have this really cool um, Versace scarf advertisement that was photographed by Richard Avedon in 1990, 1991, I want to say. And people love to hear the story of the art inside the frame, but no one's ever asking me, like, how much did you pay for that giant frame? The frame itself was secondhand, and I have a great story of the art I filled inside. Now, the other homeware item is perhaps an indoor-outdoor suggestion for your home, and that's shopping secondhand for plants. This one goes out to my mom. My mom is a gardener. She truly loves nothing more than having a new plant baby to add to her yard. My mom is constantly on apps like OfferUp looking for plants. Sometimes it's people moving. Sometimes it's surplus from like a gardening center or a plant nursery. Sometimes these plants are huge, they're really well loved, they just need a new home. Sometimes they're plants that need a little extra love, a little extra attention. But overall, it's an opportunity to get a really good deal on a plant. And sometimes you're just getting something special with a story that needs a new home. I would not have thought about shopping secondhand for plants until my mom started doing this. And now I feel like I'm constantly seeing little plant sales either on Facebook Marketplace or people selling plants at yard sales. And I feel like it's a great way to acquire something, again, already well-loved, a little bit bigger than I may normally buy. If I'm just shopping on my own, either at a plant store or like a garden center at a hardware store or something like that, it's a really great opportunity. And that's, again, something I wouldn't have normally thought of shopping secondhand for. The last little lifestyle area that I'm gonna encourage us to think about shopping secondhand in different lights, I suppose. I want us to level up our shopping secondhand for hobbies. 
I feel like hobbies is the easiest way to spend money without thinking that you're spending money because you're getting something that you want to try out new or something that you really enjoy. And it doesn't necessarily always feel like stuff you're just buying and acquiring and having at home because you're using it for a good time. It's things that you feel good spending money on. And there's nothing wrong with buying stuff for your hobbies. Like I said at the top of the episode, it's not about what you buy or where you buy. It's how you're shopping and how you're considering these purchases. And I am a hobby girl. I love hobbies. I love buying new things for my hobbies. There are some things that don't feel like spending money if I'm buying them new or used, whatever it may be. So for example, books. I'm a big reader. I've talked about that before on the show. It doesn't feel like I'm purchasing something if I'm purchasing a book because it feels like I'm supporting my local bookshops or I'm getting something that I really enjoy and I'm gaining something from this book or I'm learning something, whatever it may be. Books are such an easy thing to shop for secondhand, and if you're looking for something specific, there are websites like thrift books where you can find secondhand books in your area. But the leveling up here, I would love to host a book swap among friends. I'm part of a book club, so I already have a group of people, a community of people that are big readers and that would like to swap books, and we do very often share and borrow within the club, but I feel like a book swap would be a really fun way to encourage that kind of like secondhand and continued sharing of the books. Similarly, I feel like puzzles would be a perfect thing for a swap. I feel like no one is using a puzzle more than a couple of times. Like I have some puzzles that maybe I'll do them once a year. But I feel like for that reason, puzzles are always in really good condition to buy them secondhand. You could trade them with friends. You could, you could of course, buy them secondhand. But I also feel like this would be really fun to do like a puzzle swap. You could host a dinner similar to a book club where you're like, everyone brings a puzzle and shares them amongst the group. If you're getting into a new hobby, depending on your area, you can definitely check out secondhand stores which may be more specific than you think. So for example, I just visited a secondhand craft store just outside of Denver. It was called The Craft Box and I spent so long in there just looking at everything they had. They had like all the scrapbooking supplies and yarn and machinery and stickers and stamps and everything you could ever want from a craft store they had secondhand. I would never have thought that there are secondhand craft stores, and once I looked it up, I found out there are actually quite a few in the general metro area that I live. So that was my point in saying that there may be more specific secondhand stores that you don't know about yet because you haven't looked them up because we never think about buying these things secondhand. For example, like crafts, I would never think of buying like scrapbook paper secondhand. It's perfectly new paper, just in great condition. Maybe someone just didn't use it or had extra or whatever it is, and they donated them to the store. A community that I think is very in tune with buying things secondhand is the outdoor recreation community. So similarly, in the city of Denver, in general Colorado where I live, we have a lot of secondhand consignment shops or trade shops for outdoor recreation gear. Like there's one in the Highlands that's called Wilderness Exchange I just went to for the first time. And they have all of these like sleeping bags and climbing gear and everything you could ever want for outdoor recreation on a buy-sell-trade basis within the store. REI does this at some of their stores where you could buy secondhand or you could rent gear from an REI. There are a lot of other really cool rental options. So again, using this Colorado example, if you're getting into skiing for the first time, there are stores that will rent you skis for the season, depending on whatever level you're at. And this is awesome because especially if you're new to a sport, you don't know what level you're going to be at. You don't have to sink all this money into new gear. And similarly, you don't have to buy necessarily secondhand gear if you don't know how much you're going to like the sport. You don't have to like hold on to this stuff for an infinite amount of time. 
whatever your outdoor recreation plans are or whatever you think your new hobby is going to be, there are so, so many options to buy secondhand or rent. And then maybe you want to buy after you rent or whatever it may be. It's so much more flexible than you may think. And that's a great place to start with your conscious consumption. Again, it's a new hobby. There's a space where there's already a great community and a sense of sharing amongst the community. You have a lot of opportunities there to think about your hobbies in this secondhand kind of leveled up conscious consumer way. I think that's where I'm going to wrap us today. I had a lot of fun with this episode because, again, these are areas or tricks that I have picked up over time, things that I wouldn't normally think of that I have started to think about more and that I really enjoyed. I like to share these tips with people in my life when they're thinking about doing something like buying a new plant or going secondhand shopping when we don't necessarily need anything because we just want that little kind of like retail therapy dopamine hit. I also feel like once you've been living whatever your version of a sustainable lifestyle is for some period of time, it's easy to feel a little stagnant and you feel like you are just doing the same thing over and over again. You know, there are definitely times where when I give tips on sustainability, it feels like things that I've been saying for years to my friends and family. But I feel like conversations like this or lists like this are a really fun way to level up and expand your thinking, kind of go beyond what you're used to and your routine. So I hope you really enjoyed this one. I will have also in the show notes links to my socials. I recently shared a video from that secondhand craft store I mentioned, so you could see it if you want to see it. It was a lot of fun for me, and I think that I'm going to be sharing this week more tips like that, more places like that. I really look forward to hearing what you think of this episode, and I look forward to learning where you have leveled up your secondhand shopping or your thrifting in whatever capacity it is. So I look forward to talking with you online. Thanks so, so much for tuning in today, and I will talk to you very soon. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.